This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to the podcast. I am here with my beautiful co-host, Teal Cooper, who is making ridiculous movements next to me right now. Thank you, Teal. (laughs) Uh, And we want to talk about the art of detachment. Oh, it's my favorite art. It's your favorite? I, it's, it's my your background. Favorite art. Yeah, I know. Her thing is detached, right? Yeah. Just detached. Mm-hmm. Well, Teal, why don't we talk about, I mean, this is a huge thing with manifestation, obviously. Are we going to like talk about detachment in dating or just detachment in everything? Oh, <laughs> you were already zeroing in on dating. <laughs> like it, it can literally apply to all aspects of life. Well, I was, I know it can, I can. I mean, I think I do want to talk about relationships mainly all relationships because so everybody listening I was talking to Teal about I was like what is a strength that both of us have I feel like that not everybody around us has I think about like my different friends and like oh we have this in common and it kind of stands out both you and I I don't know if it's the Aries energy or what it is but I feel like we're really good at releasing stuff that we know is a no and really not overthinking it big picture like both of us are the type where it's like I just know this in my gut and I think like you're really good at trusting and I'm good at trusting and we just release people. And I I think both of us get the projection of like, oh, that's brutal. Like you just don't give a shit. And it's like, that's not true. But I think it's more painful to hold on to things that we know are in alignment. So I don't know. I mean, have you always been like that? Like quick to release? I was just going to say, do you think that's a skill you're born with? Because I feel like I've always had the inner knowing of like the gut feeling where it's a it's meant for me or it's not. And sometimes it takes time to figure that out. But once I have that like inner knowing, it's a no. I like don't even think twice. Yeah. And I just drop it because it's like, what's worse than sticking with something that's not in alignment for you? Yeah, totally. I think like I'm the same. Like there's a period where I'm not letting myself consciously know. And then the second I consciously know that it's a no, it's done. So that's the waiting period. Like I can't consciously know it's a no and then stay in it. Like, exactly. It's like, it has to change tomorrow. Or like once I've decided something, I mean, this is true ever. This is with relationships with, with business. Like once I've decided I want to do something, it has to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Like I, there's I no, yeah. there's no waiting time in between. There, there's no waiting time. But I don't, I'm trying to think of like, I think I was definitely like that growing up. And then there was a period of time where I kind of lost myself. I was way in my head and I got really quiet. And I think I got out of touch with that. Like the more I was just, moving through my life thinking very logically and what I should do. I was like deep in what I should do, should do. And that's also when I was super depressed and had really bad anxiety. I think during that period, I was not in that energy. And then when I kind of like found myself again and found my personality again, I felt like I was a zombie for a while. Then I went back to, yeah, I'm not holding on to this. I think because like just having enough experiences where you see, okay, I just released that and everything got better overnight. Like, holy shit, what was I doing to myself? And then for me, when it was, it was when I got really sick and I had that, that moment of like, I could straight up die like any day. And I really was living like that. I'm like, why am I holding on to anything that's not a complete yes? I, I became so aggressive with my boundaries during that time. Um, and I'm really grateful for that because it just, it taught me not to hold on to stuff that was not 100%. Oh, for sure. And if you, once you feel that feeling of releasing it and it's like, it's an energy shift that you feel, Mm -hmm. how do people stick with things? Like, do they not know what that feels like? And that's why they, you know, is it harder to let things go? But it's like, 
we're the same where it's like you're releasing a layer mm-hmm. and it's like you feel free and you're like, okay, this is the right path. Like you just know versus yeah. feeling like bogged down and like it's you can just it's like dense, like anxiety and you're stressed, can't sleep. It's like, okay, obviously I feel this way because something in my life is not meant for me yeah. right now. But a lot of people don't connect that. Oh. Like a lot of people don't connect. A lot of people haven't made a big release. Most people, when they feel this overarching, like the heaviness, and and you immediately know, like there's something in my life that shouldn't be there. Most people don't think like that. Most people think, "What's wrong with me?" Oh my god, I'm depressed. I should take medication, or I'm not doing enough. What's the external thing that I can focus on that's going to make me good enough? Like that's what people think. Yeah, I don't even know how I thought that different. Like I don't know how I didn't think that, but I've always Mm -hmm. just thought the way I feel. Yeah, but yeah, it's like they need to have that shift. To realize yeah. it's not you. It's something in the, your life. There's something going on that is out of balance that needs to – we need to get rid of it, you know? Yeah. It's like a smelly room. <laughs> like what's in here? Yeah. <laughs> like let's throw it the fuck out. Yeah. So we all know I drink a lot of beverages, a lot of smoothies, and people ask me all the time what I put in them. When it comes to protein powder, I have found I'm very sensitive – a lot of it just feels highly processed. I get gut issues, not good. And so I like to lean into collagen. And this is why I'm obsessed with Paleo Valley 100% grass-fed bone broth protein. With collagens, you want to be really careful with sourcing. There are a lot of different bone broth protein and collagen products that claim to be made from grass-fed cows when in fact the cattle are actually finished on grains. And that is just a general marketing thing to watch out for when you're buying animal products from the store, if it doesn't say 100% grass-fed, watch out. You want it to say 100% grass-fed, not just grass-fed. But what I love about Paleo Valley is the quality, the sourcing is top-notch. Their bone broth protein is made from healthy, 100% grass-fed pasture-raised beef bones. They don't use any chemicals or solvents, just good old-fashioned bone broth that is then gently powdered. So the cows are never fed GMO grains or any grains for that matter. Collagen has so many health benefits. It's great for gut health and healing your gut. It's great for joint health. It is great for improving the health of your skin and hair and nails. It supports the metabolism. It helps your sleep. And for me, I have noticed that my hair and my nails and my skin have looked completely different. It is really easy and great on my gut. And for a long time, I had a lot of issues with my joints. I don't anymore, but that's because Collagen has been a consistent thing in my diet, but I definitely have noticed a difference between different brands I've tried and the sourcing just makes the world of a difference like with everything else. So I can't recommend this stuff enough. I know how hard it is to find extra protein sources or high quality collagen. And I consume this pretty much every day at this point. And I have noticed a very obvious difference. People have asked me, especially with my hair and my skin, what's been different. And I just feel like this is a big thing that has helped me. So if you want to try out Paleo Valley's grass-fed bone broth protein, just go to paleovalley.com and you can use my code Christina15 for 15% off. So that's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com and my code Christina15, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, one five will get you 15% off. Try it out for a month and notice how your gut feels, how your skin looks, what the quality is of your hair and nails, and let me know. You will fall in love. Yeah. So I I mean, I guess you've always been like that. For me, it wasn't until I started like doing more energy work and stuff that I started to understand that because it was to me like it's physics. Yeah. Quantum physics, you know? It's like the friends that are in relationships for so long and they're not happy and they're staying with it. And it's like, 
But you get comfortable and you're, people are afraid. Like we get afraid of what if I'm alone forever? What if this is the best I'm ever going to get? Is there something wrong with me? We go into a lot of self-blame, self-judgment and like fear of the unknown or fear of what's what's on the other side. I mean, if you really, you know, boil it down, like why do people stay in situations when they know it's not right? It's It's fear. And like fear of like, what if I make a mistake? What if yeah. I was making this up? I know that's been for me when I've stayed in situations too long. I've like gaslit myself when I was mm-hmm. in. I was like, what, am I being dramatic? Like I've been with them for this many years. I don't want to like, you know, throw it all away over this. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And I think it gets more complicated. Obviously <laughs> not. I think it gets more complicated, right? Let's say you're in a marriage and you have kids and your finances are, you know, joined. It's like that. It gets more complicated. It gets more complicated. And I think especially I'm really grateful that I started to learn this when I was young, when I had like less responsibilities, right? Because then I'm going to know that moving forward as as I have more responsibilities and like life gets bigger. And think about business, right? We were talking about this. Like it's it's one thing to like to be a solopreneur and like I just have a couple contractors and that's that. It's another thing to like, then you build a business and you have 50 employees. Like that's a different level of pressure. And so if you're first learning to release or take those leaps of faith in a situation where the stakes are a lot higher, like a lot more people are involved. I mean, that's fucking scary. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, it's not until that, that's where they get trapped. It's like they're in a situation where the stakes are a bit higher. And then that's their first time ever like trusting the universe. I guess it's like, going to the mindset of like, this is just a game. Yeah. <laughs> and I go there a lot where I sometimes totally. I, 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 you have to stop thinking life is so serious. Oh, I know. And it's hard it not to when game. you have a, when you have a company and 50 employees and all these things, but it's like all part of the simulation in a sense. Yeah. Where it's like, sometimes you have to just view it that way. Even if it sounds crazy to you to like release and be like, okay, if I did, let's say close my company tomorrow because it wasn't mm-hmm. serving me, I'm going to be okay. And all these people are going to be okay. It's not like it's a life or death situation. But it's very scary, especially when you think you wanted that so bad for someone. If like they get to that place, they're like, this is actually yeah. not what I want. It's like, now how do you let it go? You're like stuck in this life that you built that mm-hmm. you hate, mm-hmm. which is like a terrifying nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I just like anchoring into like, if not this, something better. Exactly. Is is it? And like, it is the video game thing. I think about it like perceiving. Whenever I'm caught up in something, I'm like, I'm going to consciously choose to perceive this at different levels of consciousness. So like, I'm going to perceive this in the 3D. And like, I'm going to feel the heaviness, right? Because a lot of the fear we're feeling is like feeling the energy of everybody else around us and how it's going to affect them and where we're taking, we're making ourselves responsible for how other people feel, right? And so it's like, oh, I'm like in this dense layer. And then I'm like, let me go up a level and then up a level and then get up to the level where I'm looking at this from above as my soul self. And like, this is literally a fucking simulation uh, and I get to write the rules. So like, why am I playing small? And I think that's the difference between people who play small and people who get big things. It's like you realize this gets to be as big as I want it to be. I just have to choose it and be like, yeah, I'm going to say fuck it and go for this because I know that I'm creating the rules. Yeah, you should listen to what you just said and use that for your <laughs> your advice. Dude, I fucking know. For your own business. I, dude, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> God, I believe that completely. Yeah. I mean, I believe it too, right? And obviously, and I've seen it play out again and again, but I'll say every time here's what I'll say for myself, at least like I make big releases all the time. I mean, think about all the things I've sold, gotten rid of in the last, it's like, I do it. That doesn't mean that the human part of me doesn't come up. Like I recognize, oh, I'm seeing the limiting beliefs. I'm seeing the stories. And I recognize that. And I also know what my soul says. And like, when I make the release, I feel both. It doesn't mean I'm like completely like, yeah, I have zero worry, doubt. It's like, I recognize it, but I'm not choosing from it because I know it's just a program. 
Mm-hmm. That's very powerful to remember mm-hmm. and to like tell yourself. Yeah. Because it's inevitable to feel like a loss or sadness and questioning like did I make the right decision mm-hmm. with anything, relationship, career choice. But it's like having to really go inward and figure out if that's what your soul is wanting like yeah. from that place. Yeah. And that's the difference. It's like actually giving space for both. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think about it like, okay, I recognize the song playing and I don't like the song. So I can change the song yeah. and pick a different song. Right. But you have to like believe, you know, I think this is where it all is such a mind fuck of when you start to understand manifestation and creating a reality. It's like, it literally is all in what do I believe? Oh my God. It's You're such a mind fuck. And so if you keep telling yourself it's not going to work, like it's not going to work. It's that simple. People always say that with, with energy healing, like what am I doing? my energy healing trainings. And they're like, how do I know if it's working? And I'm like, if you're telling yourself it's not working, it's not working. But if you're deciding, it's all about intent. In the quantum, it's just about intention and directing the energy. So if I've decided this is what's happening, that is what's happening. And you believe it like wholeheartedly. Yeah. Like I know I'm deciding versus I don't think it's really happening. Right. It's like healing the body. Right. If you keep telling yourself, people do this all the time with healing. They'll say on the surface conscious level, yeah, I know my body's healing. I know I'm getting better. And deep down, they keep telling themselves like, I'm always tired. I'm always sick. I always have this problem. Like I always feel like you don't believe it. No, there's a disconnect and it will never actually happen in your reality. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to shift the subconscious beliefs and actually like believe I will be, I will be supported, you know? And like, this is what the way the brain works, right? We remember all the the negative things over the positive things. And so for me, I have written down like all of the experiences in my life where I took the leap, where I was held, where I was caught, where something bigger came in, where I got rid of, you know, my 98% and I got 100%. But it always, it always works out that way. I mean, it goes back to the balloon analogy. Like there's nowhere else for you to go but up. So if you think about it on a frequency level, I always think about it this way. It's like, if I release something, the worst that's going to happen is I'm going to attract in something of the same frequency. Like that is the worst that could happen. Yeah. Really. But when I release the weight, my vibration rises. So I was going to say, doesn't it? Your frequency yeah. raise automatically. Yeah. So then there's n- nothing other than something of a higher frequency can come in. Yeah. You know, but I think there's this, it goes back to like the energetic clutter thing. Like people want to attract in more, but there's not energetic space. And they're like, I love everything in my life, but I'm still craving for more. And they don't want to recognize that they might have to release the things that they think they love. Yeah. There's like that risk of like, well, what if I, this is as good as it's going to get. And they're scared, Mm -hmm. which I get. But it's like, I actually can't relate to that at all, to be honest. I can understand why people think that. I can't relate to it, but I see a lot of people around me. You know, they're like, yeah, I have great friends. I have a great life. Love my biz. I love everything. And I'm also super depressed. And I'm like, (laughs) um. (laughs) Well, I feel like for us, it's easier to, um, know what's working and what's not and sometimes everything could be good on paper but you know deep down what feels wrong so how do i identify if you're like okay i'm feeling this energy i know something in my life and my reality is weighing me down how do i identify what it is i think you have to really pay attention to how you feel after doing things Mm -hmm. let's say i have a friend and i hang out with them who i think i love and is perfect friend to me in all these ways but every time i leave hanging out with them i feel drained and like not my best self that's a sign to me that they make me feel a certain way that they should probably not really be in my life. Or if they are in my life, I shouldn't give that much time and energy to them. Mm-hmm. And that's the same for feeling like in your work. Like if you're doing something at work that's making you feel like depleted and not like high vibe and like really excited, that's a sign. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've had this hardcore the last couple of weeks where I'll get pushed very physically <laughs> to what I need to do. And 
I started having this like horrible brain fog and like horrible fatigue. I hadn't changed anything. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And I'm like, it's not my diet. I'm good on my nutrients. Uh, And I was like trying all the physical things. And I'm like, ask the guys like, no, this is like spiritual. We're trying to push you. And it became very obvious as I was tracking it, there would be certain days where I felt great, perfect, like my normal self. And then other days where I, my brain was scrambled eggs and I couldn't function. And I I was like having to cancel things and I I couldn't do anything. I was like, I'm non-functional. There's something wrong with me. It felt a lot like, like when I had Lyme and I just couldn't think, like I couldn't do anything. Like, what the hell is this? And then I started tracking, like, when do I feel good? And, And what happened is actually, it happened a couple of days ago where I woke up and I had gotten plenty of sleep. I got like nine hours, nine, 10 hours of sleep. And I, my brain, I had intense pressure and I just had horrible brain fog. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to do anything I was planning on today. I can't think. I can barely form a sentence. And I was like, I'm just going to, I don't know. And I could barely function. It gets to be like noon. And I don't know why in my head I was like, oh, I'm going to work on my poetry book. And so I just like open up my thing and I start reading my poems and I like get in my zone. And then 30 minutes later, I get up and I was like, wait, all my brain fog's gone. Wow. I was like, what the fuck? And I, you know, hear them cackling, laughing. They're like, yeah, because they basically were saying like, we're going to clear your brain for the tasks that you should be focusing on. <laughs> and if you're not doing things you, you should be focusing on, then it's just going to be scrambled eggs, you know? And I'm like, holy shit. Like I get pushed that hard. I get pushed that hard. But I think that's a very like, but that's good. Aren't you glad yeah. you get pushed that hard? I mean, yeah, I guess some sometimes, I mean, you th- you think you want it, but I mean, I don't like when I have to like cancel things on people or the things I do want to do, but they're like, no, today you need to write. Today you need to focus on this, Mm, you know? Yeah. Because this is what happens. It bumps up against, I'm definitely struggling with this right now. Like me fully prioritizing what I need to do, when I need to do it bumps up against other people's expectations or it's like, hey, this is due. Hey, you have to turn this in. Like, hey, I need you to check this because I can't do my work until you do. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do it today. And I'm finding that, that friction. And I'm still trying to figure out how to best navigate that. That's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like I have a couple of friends who it was really hard for me at first where, you know, you make plans and 10 minutes before they're like, you know, my sick girl's just saying no today. Like I just, I, I need to, and I'm like, this is so flaky. Every time we make plans, it's like your sick girl's, it's like, <laughs> then just say no. You know, it's like, I'm not feeling good. Or, or it's like, I don't know. And then I started feeling it in my body more. And I'm the same. I'm that way now, too. Like, I don't know until right before I want to do it. Like, I'll have a podcast interview. And then 10 minutes before, I'll be like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. There's nothing about the person. I want to talk to them. But I'm like, my whole body is like, I can't. You're a manifesting generator? No. No, I'm just a generator. Generator. It all comes down to that saying, like, follow what feels good in the moment. Like, if you don't want to do something... It's like the people-pleasing part is what gets me sometimes where it's like, I don't want to let this person down because we made plans, but like you're not even going to be show up as your best self if you don't want to do it. So what's the point of half-assing it? I think where it gets really sticky is we have to take a step back and look at, do I actually want to do this or does my brain want to do it? Mm -hmm. This is what happens in relationships all the time. Like we think we want to hang out with that person. We think we want to keep dating that person. And when you peel it back, it's actually all like up in your head, like your brain. Like what makes sense, what, what what you think feels good versus like what your body's actually telling you huh. or what your intuition is telling you. Like I think there's a – I feel like if I – because right now with those two people I was just telling you about. Yeah. These two dates, whatever. Right now I'm not like fully wanting to hang out with either of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to me that's because my gut and intuition is yeah. like on the same page. Like this isn't, you know, your person. 
So it's like I've never had the experience where my brain wants to, but my body doesn't. Okay. I think a really great example for people of this is food. When people are saying they're eating intuitively, typically they're not eating intuitively. They're eating off of, it's more their brain. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Like versus what your body needs. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that I, I consciously want to like be drinking liquids all day? <laughs> No, but my brain and like my heart are like, no, I don't want that. But my body is like screams at me. Yeah. When I. (laughs) And that comes down to like the thing that it's like, well, people do it anyways because they feel like they should. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like hanging out with those people. It's like, well, you know, it's like, why not? The shoulds are so deeply ingrained. Or like you want to because it's comfortable because you're used to them. Yeah. You're used to that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And so you think, yeah, I want I want to, but it's like. Maybe we could just be friends, you know, yeah. or, and just, you know, go with the flow. But yeah. it's like, it actually doesn't serve me at all yeah. to be hanging out with them. I mean, do you feel like being, what's the point of being overly detached? In what way? Do you think that people think you're overly detached? In dating? Yeah. Um, yes and no. Like, I was just talking to Lo about this and she was like, I wish I could be as detached as you. Like, I feel like, but sometimes I think it's a you know, a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Because it, it's like some the projection of being overly detached is that you're scared to have the feelings and to fall and you pull out before it goes there. Yeah. But to me, I think it's actually better that I'm overly detached because what's the point of going there if it's not the right person and it's not serving me? Might as well just drop it now and either put that energy into myself or the next person mm-hmm. that's meant for me. Yeah. So I think overly detached, like the blessing of it is it's like you know what feels true and right for mm-hmm. you. So – you're like sticking to living in alignment. Yeah. Versus like sitting in the middle, like, oh, do I do it? Totally. Kind of thing. A lot of you have been sending in questions about my love life because you know my upcoming book is about love and relationships. And what I'll tell you is that the most committed relationship I am in is with Ned forever and always. I have been using Ned full spectrum hemp oil for years literally since the company started. I was very skeptical at first because I know most CBD is BS, but the sourcing and quality really impressed me. So I tried it out and it changed my life. I used to struggle with really extreme anxiety, depression. I had horrible inflammation from all of my autoimmune diseases. Obviously that was all affecting my sleep, which then when your sleep is affected, you are not as productive. I was cranky because I wasn't sleeping very well. It just snowballs. It was not good. And literally one dropper's worth a day and now two (laughs) completely changed my life. And ever since I started taking Ned, I sleep like a baby, drastically reduced all of my inflammation I am even keeled throughout the day. I mean, it, it it just felt like it dissolved my anxiety and I felt like myself again. And I know that this is a really common struggle for people nowadays. And I worked with so many clients who struggle with sleep and anxiety and I cannot recommend this stuff enough. I also very strongly credit Ned to being really the only supplement that really helped balance out my hormones. I lost my period for four years. And when I started taking Ned, it finally balanced out my hormones and I got it back. All of Ned's full spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Paonia, Colorado. You can do an image search on Google if you want to. This company is full transparency. Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their full extraction process. It's all right there on their website. The products are chock full of premium CBD and a full spectrum of active cannabinoids, terpenes, 
flavonoids and trichomes, supporting that endocannabinoid system, which typically doesn't get enough love. And that is really the balancing system, regulating system of your whole body. And I want to give a special shout out to Ned's brand new product, which has been in development for over a year, the De-Stress Blend. It's a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG made with the world's purest full-spectrum hemp and a botanical infusion of ashwagandha, cardamom, and cinnamon. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. And then we have ashwagandha for enhancing your body's resilience to stress, cardamom, which is great for regulating the cortisol response, and cinnamon, a prebiotic to support your gut health and taste delicious. So if you want to try out the new de-stress blend from Ned, a brand that I love and trust, Ned and I have a very special offer for the Christina the Channel audience. Every order over $40 qualifies for 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample. Just go to helloned.com slash Christina or enter Christina at checkout to take advantage of this offer. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A to get 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample on any order over $40. And as always, a huge thank you to Ned for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. How do you stay detached and still have feelings? It's a challenging question. How do you stay detached? Because I think that's the thing of like, I believe this is a skill I have. I believe I have a, I have a really good skill of this, of like, I can really care and really love and be detached. I think I can too. Yeah. But I've always wondered is was I really in love? Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. Because <laughs> I've definitely been there and I don't have anything to compare it to. I don't know if it was in love or not because I have nothing else to relate it to. Yeah. I think I was in love, but I was also detached enough to where I woke up one day and was like, this isn't right for me. It needs to end right now. Not out of the blue, but over like a two-month span leading up to it where everyone thought I was irresponsible, impulsive, and like a bitch. Okay, that's the good stuff to get into. Like this is what we have to bring up, right? It's like people are saying and projecting you're irresponsible, you're impulsive. I think that's the big one of like impulsive because I had a similar situation. I'm like, this is not impulsive <laughs> no. at all. Like, it's actually very conscious. Yeah, and we're a bitch because we're not saying a situation that we don't want to be in. So exactly. is it nicer if I'm staying in a relationship that I don't want to be in? <laughs> like I don't really like you, but I'm staying in this just so you feel okay. It's so twisted. <laughs> But it's, it's like it's because people are scared to do what like take that action step and take that yeah. leap. So they're jealous and yeah. trying to put us down because they wish they could do that. But it's like anyone could do that. They're just scared to hurt the person or or leave that situation for God knows why. Did you feel like a lot of people were saying that? Or yeah. Or is it just really? I think a lot of people felt it but didn't say it and only a few said it. And what do you in that think? group that you know what I'm talking why, about. Why do you think like where was that coming from? Well, when I looked at the people who were saying it, they were in relationships that they wanted to get out of. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I... I don't think they were consciously aware of it, but they wish they could do that too. Yeah. Um, like I could think of three. And then the people who kind of looked at me like I was crazy, I think they were just like, you don't know what you want. Like you don't know what's best for you kind of thing. Yeah, dude, that pisses me off. <laughs> I know. That, that really pisses me off when people oh. are in that energy. Because I think especially with relationships and like all judgments, I mean, this is all the time, right? We just create judgments and illusions about people. And it's like, you don't know what it's like in the relationship. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't actually know what's going on here. They know nothing. And people have this, like, image of themselves that you see on Instagram or Mm -hmm. they portray themselves. But at the end of the day, they could be completely different. Yeah. And you just don't really know. 
But I think this also goes back to like, because I have dealt with this where people will be like, well, what's the, I need a reason. I need a tangible reason. Like what, what went wrong? And that is what people oh, yeah, can't good. wrap their heads around is nothing has to go wrong. Yeah. Like we, it makes us feel better. Like we, a lot of people only feel comfortable releasing if something bad happens so they're justified so they can point to a reason. People are too afraid to release things where it's just, this isn't a match. This isn't working for me. And like, I don't have to make you wrong. You don't have to be a bad person. You don't have to be wrong. You don't have to do anything wrong for me to recognize this isn't right for either of us. And that's where it's like people immediately want, people do this in breakups all the time, right? They jump to, oh, he's a piece of shit or he, I can't believe he did that. It's like, we make ourselves feel better about it by making them wrong. Like, why do we have to do that? No. They could still be a great person. It's just not a right, the right fit. 100%. You can, like, everyone needs to have that, like, validation to where you can choose to leave something because you just feel like it's not right. There doesn't need to be anything wrong, which is so true. And, like, I've had so many people ask me, like, why did it end? And it's so hard to explain, but no one needs to get it but you. Totally. Totally. Like, you don't well, have to justify yourself to anyone. Yeah. And that and that is, like, that's the program, right? Like, why did something have to happen for us to recognize, like, nothing yeah. And that's why people stay in situations, right? They're like, well, nothing happened. Like this person's great on paper. Like they're doing everything I want. Maybe I'm just making it up. And it's like, that's where we're not trusting ourselves. But I think, you know, if there's a piece of you that feels like something is off, then you know it's not 100% hell yes. Exactly. And it's like, you could be so scared of letting it go because you always thought you wanted this. Mm-hmm. And then you're realizing this is actually not serving me or something in my life is off and not aligning to where like, it's making me feel the way I want to feel. Yeah. Because you have to detach from the actual thing and zone into how you're feeling. Yeah. I think like I'm a big believer. I've always been like this because my mom would always tell me this. She's like, you know, things that are for you, like they're going to come back around, you know, and and it's very true vibrationally. And I remember, I think one of my hardest breakups, like was my first serious boyfriend and he was so great. And it was so hard for me. And I remember telling him, I was like, if we're supposed to be together, like we will reconnect. I 100% believe it. And I know it. And like, this hurts a lot, but like, I have to, I had realized that he was my source of happiness. And I was really depressed when I was by myself. And I was like, I can't depend. I have to figure my shit out. Like I really need to feel self-sufficient with my emotions. I can't just depend on somebody else. And I just, I know that to be true. Like if you release it and it's supposed to be in your life, it's, it's going to come back. Oh my God. hundred percent. One hundred percent. And you have to believe it. But I, I think that the fear is like, there's this deep thing subconsciously, intuitively of knowing it's not going to come back. Oh my God. Like during COVID, I was terrified my company was going to be mm-hmm. taken away from me. And it was, that's when I truly started realizing detachment. Cause I think I've always been an intuitively like you know naturally better at detaching with dating but when it came to my business it was like not even a factor like I'm so this is a part of my identity yeah and people get so set like set on that when it's something that they were working on for so long for so hard that it blocks everything that attachment and it's like if it was if COVID were to take my company away it wasn't meant for me and something better or it was supposed to be there in the end you have to believe that well the attachment is the resistance yeah Right. And like anything. And that's where we're still holding on to like energetic, I call them like packets, like energetic packets of fear. So this is the thing. Like when I real, whenever I realize consciously that I'm afraid of something, I have to do it immediately. Like I have to do it immediately. The second I realize I'm afraid of that because otherwise I'm like, I'm literally holding on to the fear in my body. So if I'm afraid of it, I have to do the thing to break apart that energy. Otherwise I'm living with that fear. 
right? And so if you think about a way to identify what am I afraid of that I'm storing that energy in my body is what am I attached to? Because if I'm attached to it, I'm afraid of like letting go of it, you know? And so it's like, oh, I'm afraid of, um, I mean, I think people are afraid to spend less time with their friends. They're afraid to set a boundary. They are afraid to take a week off. That's a big one. Like that's attachment. Like I have to keep working. If you're afraid to take a week off, like that fear is living in your system. How is that affecting your frequency? Like get in the middle of it and prove to yourself, I don't have to hold on to that fear. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. Like these are all the things. So like start to notice what am I attached to where if somebody suggested I should let go of this or try it a different way or do this where I would be like hard no. Absolutely no. And you're getting triggered. That's your attachment. 100%. That's your fear. And it's like so complex because the attachments are constructed by societal programming. Mm -hmm. Like taking a week off. Well, there's rules in place in the society we live in with PTO and all this bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. You know? It yeah. like makes it harder because you're programmed to believe that that's not a normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like detaching from the foundation, the core idea of just like, why is it that way? Yeah. But then we get into entrepreneurship to create like our own thing. And then we do the same shit to ourselves. Oh, yeah. It's even heightened because yeah. you're like, it's my own company. <laughs> yeah. It's heightened. It's like, wait. It's like, no fucking way can I take a week off. Yeah. You know? And then you do it and then you, all the money comes in and you realize, whoa, that was just me waiting. You know? Oh, the second I realized I didn't need to work as hard, I started making more money. And what what triggered that for you? COVID. I didn't work at all. <laughs> COVID literally put my company on pause. Yeah. And miracles started dropping in. Like I remember I used to go on like two hour long walks every day in COVID and just cry and be so sad. Felt like the world like hates me. Victim mentality. Mm. This is before I really understood detachment. And then one day I just gave up and I was like, I'm surrendering. Whatever's meant to happen will happen. Like show me a sign. And then that miracle plopped in where like a Marine from Camp Pendleton reached out to us on Facebook and got us our first military contract, like out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And then that led to like seven other military contracts and saved the business for a minute. And now we're back. Thank God. But it was like, I literally had to detach in order for that to come through. What? gave you the confidence to surrender. Cause I think a lot of people, they think they're detached or they think, cause to me it's like, it's surrender, right? You chose I'm just going to surrender to this. And we think that we are like, okay, I'm going to surrender, but we're not actually energetically. Like there's a difference between, you know, when you feel in your body, we're like, I'm just giving it up. And you really, you really fucking mean it. Yeah. And, and I think that that requires bravery. Oh, for sure. But I, and I don't think it requires this all the time, but for me, it required hitting a rock bottom. Mm of discouragement of just like giving up because it's like well this is as bad as it's probably ever gonna get so why not just give up and let it surrender Mm -hmm. because there's like no going down from here yeah but I don't believe you need to get to that point you don't have to but a lot of people end up not making the shifts until they do exactly yeah so that kind of forced me but that led to me detaching and all and then I realized you know not working as hard actually detaches from like this idea that we all believe that we need to live, breathe and fucking like every, like revolve our whole life around our company. Mm-hmm. And you detach from that and you're like, actually, when I feel better and like I'm biking to the beach and spending more hours on like myself and what I like to do, better things come to me and more opportunities are being like, attracted to me because of how I'm feeling. 5D business, baby. Yeah. 5D, 5D business. 5D biz, baby. D- detached. <laughs> Detachment. It's literally the number one theme of lesson of my life. I feel the like the number one lesson of your life. Okay. Well, if if it's the number one lesson of your life, what are your what are your uh, any final things around detachment that you want to share? I think you have to get to the point of actually, truly 
not caring if whatever you want so bad were to blow up tomorrow mm-hmm. in order for you to get to it. Mm-hmm. And you have to just really be okay with it. And you can't just say it. You have to believe. Like, I will be okay. I will be happy mm-hmm. without X. But how did you how did you actually believe that? By believing in myself. Like, I'm, you know, writing down, thinking about all the qualities that you have that will make you be successful or be happy regardless of the situation. Reinforcing that, like, confidence within yourself. that You don't need this outside situation. Like, you can recreate it some other way. Yeah. What brings you happiness? I think, like, there's buckets. Like, we talked about this before. But the first one that just came to mind was freedom. Mm. Like, that's a big one for me. Yeah. Freedom? Like, free. I I was... (laughs) I hate being told what to do. Like, oh, if, yeah. And you're the same yeah. way. I could not be happy working for someone else like, or being on a set schedule. Like, It's freedom and then it's – hmm, because I do believe relationships bring you happiness with yeah. friendships, mm-hmm. love, whatever. Like, If it weren't for people, like, I'd be really lonely. And mm-hmm. Do you agree? Uh, I feel like you're not on the same no, page with that. I'm not like that. I, I don't need people to <laughs> – I think I do I need people. Of, yeah, you have the spirits to talk to. <laughs> I, I think I'm I think I'm a little too okay by myself. Yeah. I think I'm a little too okay by myself, to be honest. I so. can see that for you. I've gotten I like being alone and I yeah. love my alone time, but I do think people bring me happiness. The right people. Yeah, the right people for sure. The right people. You gotta find the right people. But to me, somebody who's like not actually a match, I will feel lonelier with. So I'd rather be by myself. Like you have to actually really add to my life for me to care to engage. Hundred percent. Just being honest. And then the last thing is passion. I think if I'm not feeling passionate, I'm not happy. Yeah. It's like I need to feel that passion and like zest for whatever I'm doing. Like and it could be short lived. Like my podcast literally lasted six months, but I loved it. I was mm-hmm. passionate and then the passion went away. Yeah. It's like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll come back. But it's definitely on a hiatus for now because yeah. my passion right now is in my business. But it's like if I don't feel passion, that means I'm probably depressed. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. If I'm not passionate, I'm depressed. <laughs> like, I, I would not be happy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look, Teal just went someplace. Zero or 100. <laughs> yeah, zero or 100. I think it's very on brand for us, though. It's yeah. like, I was I was talking to my assistant about this. She's like, do you think you're an extremist? I'm like, of course. Of course we are. Like, of course I am. It's like, it's either all in or all the, all the way out. It, like, it it's, really is. It's, got it. it's like, I fucking love my life. I was so depressed. What would you think brings you happiness if you could pick one oh, thing? Man. Yeah, it's create like being in my creative zone for sure. Like uh anything creative where I feel like I'm just like channeling love. I'm channeling source. I feel like yes, right? Connecting to a larger purpose or mission. Like I need that sense of purpose. Like I'm living my purpose. Um, I think spaciousness, just like spaciousness, like room to breathe, just room to like be, right? For sure. Being around people, like depth depth makes me happy like being around people that help me go deeper and help me see myself more clearly Mm -hmm. and expand my mind expand my consciousness that's a big one yeah that literally needs to be like number one in all relationships yeah depth yeah for sure expansion yeah those are things i mean but i like i don't need much to like no just like a nice cup of coffee (laughs) anything that just connects with my senses my body good music you know just a yeah. vibe like I don't need anything big like no. it's all within me which is why I'm, I'm I could literally like sit in one spot for the rest of my life and be so fucking happy <laughs> like and I could entertain myself <laughs> I'm dead serious well yeah. I think it's because of who you are yeah 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 you it know you will never be bored being you <laughs> yeah, I, I have too much stimulation seriously so, anyway I love that yeah all right well 
We'll wrap up there. Let us know what you guys think about detachment. Yeah, seriously, what, give us what your thoughts. What makes you happy? Uh, if you enjoy this, definitely take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me, tag at Christina on the channel podcast, and tag at teal.cooper. Want to say hi to Teal Cooper? And yeah, thanks so much for listening in. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day, and we'll chat with you in the next episode.